Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and joining us today, we have two guests. We have Mark Bookman, he's the founder and CEO at OPU Labs, and we have Rod Turner, he's the founder and CEO of Manhattan Street Capital. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. Great to be here. So let's go ahead and start off. Um, Mark, you can give us a little insight into what you're up to at OPU Labs. Sure. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, this is Mark Bookman here, and uh, we're uh, we're building a platform uh, to uh, we believe uh, evolve the uh, quality of skincare uh, services uh, that are out there right now, uh, and it's it's a, an AI based and blockchain uh, technology, and uh, uh, it'll have applications that run on both uh, uh, Android and iOS. Uh, and allow a consumer to uh, use their smartphone to track uh, their skin and uh, uh, to monitor how well products they're using are actually working. And it gives them a way to then uh, connect directly to doctors and advisors uh, uh, through, through the application and um, um, join programs uh, which will um, you know, allow them to uh, evaluate uh, how, how well and, and the quality of those uh, services. So um, it's pretty exciting. Uh, we're bringing a lot of new technologies together here to try to deliver some new um, uh, ways uh, for people to manage skincare. That is fantastic and and so so interesting. I you know I, this is something that I didn't even know that I needed, but now I'm thinking absolutely. You know, you buy a different kind of skincare treatment or you know whatever it is that you're working on with your skin. And it's hard to tell if it's going to be working because sometimes results take weeks. And in that case, you're so used to looking at your own face, you're not really going to be a good judge of whether or not it's working properly. That's exactly right. And we, we got into this through um, actually the advertising side. And we, we spent a lot of time um, doing product advertising. Um, we saw skincare advertising on mobile devices being uh, very good in terms of the uh, the business side of it, um, the, the, the data looked really, really good. So we got deeper and deeper into this. But then we, the feedback from consumers was 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 uh, really surprising. Uh, people saying, "Well, look, I saw your ads, but I have no idea what to buy," or um, you know, the regulations uh, in a lot of countries uh, on the advertising makes it very difficult to actually talk about what your product really does. And uh, a lot of these new products are very technical, so the consumer. Doesn't really understand, um, you know, what 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 these uh, uh, ingredients are, or um, whether they'll have an allergic reaction, et cetera. So there needs to be an objective way to judge, sort of like a consumer reports of skincare in some sense, to see, hey, does this product really work for someone like me? Um, how is the, how does this product perform in the market? And what what do other people think about it? And so that's what we're trying to bring is that data together to make it much easier for people to get objective information. So I guess now I'm going to go into like how does it how does it work? You know, you're do you enter in? You take pictures of your face. You enter in your product. Let, walk us through the user experience. Sure. Um, so 
we're, we're, the analysis engine is based on neural network technology, which will uh, take a snap of the face. Uh, has to be a, a, de a decent uh, resolution on the camera. So all the new smartphones in the last uh, two years or so are, are fine. Some of the older uh, cameras might be um, uh, too low in terms of the resolution. But assuming you have a, a fairly decent camera on your phone, you take you take the photo. The neural network will do the analysis, and we've trained the neural network to be able to um, identify certain conditions, so wrinkles, hyperpigmentation, um, acne, etc. We have uh, four conditions that we recognize now, and we have more that we're working on. Uh, it will then build a map, um, make a rating for what the level of the condition is, and uh, and then provide a report, a very detailed report to uh, the user. That, that shows um, the analysis. Uh, from there, um, using uh, barcode scanning um, uh, technology, you'll be able to snap in very easily uh, the products that you're using for the different conditions. And then monitor, very simply, you know, take a, a couple photos or one, one or two photos a day going forward, and the system then will start to monitor uh, your treatment uh, programs that you're, that you're uh, uh, using. And that's, that, is, that is so fantastic. And can it also, you know, you're you're showing your this app, your skincare routine. Will this app also potentially give you alternatives to say, hey, if you tried this, this would be good for your skin type and condition? Exactly. So our our goal is um, to provide the data that shows how products that someone like you um, is using and how well they've performed, and so then you can make choices um, on your own. Um, uh, as to which products you want to use. Um, however, uh, I think, as we all know, AI technology um, is use, useful for certain things, uh, but there's certain things you, you, would, you wouldn't want to go to a hospital right now and have a computer with a robot and an AI application do surgery on you, obviously. And so um, uh, maybe maybe 300 years from now, or maybe it's sooner, <laughs> I don't know, uh, we'll, we'll trust the AI to, to do surgery on us. Uh, here too, um, at some point, uh, you're going to want to consult with a skincare advisor or a doctor to talk about your condition. The, the recommendations we can make will be of certain quality, and someone who knows quite well what they want can make those decisions. But then, uh, in addition to saying, you know, here are products that will work for your conditions, uh, we'll also say, here are advisors and doctors you can speak to who treat those conditions or who are near you uh, who, who, who are available online. And then we'll make those connections so that you can then chat um, and, and, and have uh, guidance from, from those experts. That is fantastic. So specific and so customizable for the person. Um, do you have to take photos of your face every day? Or I mean, what kind of commitment do you need for, for this to work accurately? Uh, it doesn't have to be every day. It's probably a good idea to do it daily. Um, you know, the um, different skincare programs for different conditions will work at different rates. Some will work very quickly, you know, 12 hours, 24 hours, 48 hours, you'll see differences. Others might take three or four or five days or a couple of weeks before you'll see um, uh, the actual effects. Uh, so I think it will depend on the conditions, uh, but we'll probably recommend at least once a day to take a photo. Uh, every couple of days will be fine too. That is it's such a such a fantastic and interesting interesting app to use. I'm I'm thinking about how I'm going to download it just right away because it's something I think a lot of people could 
could potentially use. And even the idea of AI possibly being able to detect, you know, maybe early skin cancer or whatnot, if it's on your face and neck area that might be included. Um, so I guess what, moving forward in the next three to five years, what are some of the things that you see happening for OPE labs? Well, three to five in this in this industry in this market, three to five years. Um, when we talk about product development is way out there, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so we're, we're thinking uh, the next six to eighteen months uh, quite a bit. Okay, uh, but um, <laughs> I'll answer both both uh, time horizons. Um, uh, so, so short short term, um, what we're thinking is um, uh, in terms of right now for for or five conditions that we uh, recognize. We want to add more conditions. We want to add more data. Um, we want to um, be able to allow, once we have the user community with the data together, we want to uh, expand the number of experts as well as allow uh, marketers and researchers to use the platform to communicate with the, the consumer. And, um, uh, and that's why we're adopting blockchain technology because uh, as we all know, there's uh, a big movement now towards consumers protect, you know, wanting to protect and own their personal information, even if it's um, being shared with online platforms. And um, the blockchain is perfect to help with this because with the blockchain, we can track um, where this information comes from and how it's used uh, very easily, as well as compensate consumers uh, for the use of this information. So part of our philosophy here is that this, this information um, uh, that the consumer is uh, generating with our application is very personal, very sensitive. They own it, and it doesn't get shared with anyone without their permission, as well as uh, it doesn't get shared without compensating them uh, when we do share it. And so the kinds of uh, programs that we're interested in would be a brands developing a new product. They need to test uh, this product with a large number of people. Um, but it have to be very specific um, um, types of skin conditions, age, uh, geography, et cetera. It could be income level because it's an expensive product or it's targeted at uh, mass market uh, so they're not a certain type of person. We'll have all that data and it'll become very, very easy uh, for, the, for the brand to uh, test the product. There are also lots of surveys and lots of things that marketers want to know from consumers and uh, we'll have our consumers uh, um, ready to uh, help, help them and, and answer the survey. So those are the things in the next uh, 12 months, uh, 18 months that we'll be rolling out on the platform. Um, going forward, long-term, yes, I think uh, the AI is gonna get smarter and smarter. The data, the size of the data is, is gonna be growing. And so um, there's gonna be, uh, so, so the big data side of this, is going to become dominant, I think, going forward is how do we analyze all this data? How do we um, train the AI engines uh, with such a huge amount of data? Uh, And that's something that we're also working on, trying to figure out um, more scalable ways to organize the data um, and to uh, train AI. Those are the big challenges going forward. So where can people get this app and start using it, and does it cost anything? The app is completely free for the user to, to download and use, get the basic level of service. Um, and so when it, when it comes time to buy products or sign up for consultation, uh, obviously there'll be um, fees you know, and uh, charges for those things. 
And um, then we'll also have um, the, the marketing side of the platform. So we'll charge brands and others for research and, and data um, uh, when, when they join the platform. Fantastic. So moving into, I know that you have an initial coin offering happening currently. Would you like to speak a little bit about that? Sure. So as I mentioned, we're using the blockchain to um, compensate consumers to help protect their, their information. Um, and we'll use it um, as the uh, currency, so to speak, for all the marketing and advertising programs. And then we provide rewards. So when the, when the consumer download, downloads the app going forward, they sign up on the web. Uh, create a new account, we'll reward them for uh, setting up the account, uh, sharing their first images, uh, et cetera, et cetera, inviting their friends to the app. So all those things we can provide rewards for. Um, and we're using an Ethereum-based token uh, to do this. So um, it made a lot of sense for us once we realized that we could build this rewards program um, and have a payment system running on uh, the blockchain that we uh, do an initial coin offering. And uh, we just we just started uh, the process here uh, about a week ago where we opened it up and, and we just started. Such a very exciting uh, token ecosystem to be a part of. I'm looking at it here on your website. Um, and I think this might be where Rod comes in, in, into this initial coin offering space and and maybe helping, I know you guys were touching up before we started about, about regulations and, and really how those have affected all ICOs around around the country and around the world. So if you want to speak a little bit about that, potentially, Rob, you can take this one. Sure. Yes. Uh, this is Rod Turner, um, the president of Manhattan Street Capital. And so we are focused on making offerings and helping companies uh, like Mark's Opu Labs make its offering successfully. And in particular with initial coin offerings, because the whole blockchain phenomenon and ICOs took off very quickly uh, around the world without much regulation uh, or heart with, with really very little regulation at all. And it, uh, as the regulators have got involved and as people have sort of wised up to what regulations apply to initial coin offerings or, or ICOs, now it's a, a more clear-cut situation in the U.S., which makes it more difficult for ICOs to take place here. So one of the things that my company does is bring the expertise and, uh, and the knowledge of the regulations to make it easy for people to invest in the Opu Labs ICO, uh, but have uh, but have the capital raising process done in a way that complies with the SEC regulations so that uh, we're, we're properly protecting U.S. investors and coordinating it in a way with uh, Opu Labs, with Mark and his team, so that um, we can make this work as effectively as possible as an ICO using the regulations which already exist. And, you know, frankly, they weren't designed around initial coin offerings. They weren't designed around tokens and the blockchain. So there is some adaptation and a lot of innovation needed in that. Um, so we do those things in order to help initial coin offerings from outside the U.S. and inside the U.S. comply properly with the regulations. And um, I'm really pleased to be working with Mark because he's put a heck of a lot of thought into his company and the thoroughness with which he's designed his blockchain solution and the software and what it does and how broadly appealing it is uh, in the apps, in the app form, 
it's uh, it's actually really impressive. You know, the deeper you look, the more you find. You know what I mean? I, I, I like that. Um, plus, his experience is he's an experienced, seasoned entrepreneur, and uh, that brings a lot of uh, credibility as well as increases the likelihood of a very successful full outcome. And I want to mention here that uh, Mark's ICO is a worldwide phenomenon. Um, my company, Manhattan Street Capital, is involved just in the U.S. portion of that. So people around the world can use the uh, the OPU app, and uh, that makes it even more compelling because the more people using it, the better the results. Oh, absolutely, and and when it is following all the regulations, and you have put a lot of thought into it you're just going to have a better, more useful product where people are not going to be confused. They're not going to feel as though they are involved in something that they can't control. And and I love that uh, this product is giving back to the people, saying, if we do use your information, uh, you know, you will be compensated for that. And you can be a part of, then, our ecosystem. Absolutely. That, yes. That's, that's, yes. that's a core goal of ours. Yeah, I love that your company has many, many core goals and services and 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 is sticking by those in this time where a lot of things are up in the air. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, the, um, you know, as we, as we, we got a lot of feedback from consumers with a lot of focus groups, and we heard very early on uh, from, from consumers, oh, I'm going to take a picture of my, my face, and I don't have makeup on it in the morning. Are you going to protect this information? You know, we heard that right away. <laughs> and so from the very beginning, <laughs> and from the very beginning, so uh, how, how we protect it and uh, then how the data is used, um, you know, became very important. And so the opposite uh, of that, um, especially in Asia, the opposite of, oh, my, my, are you going to protect my photo is I love getting free stuff. I want to share my <laughs> photos and show my progress with my friends. Uh, some people want to do that on social media. Some would never do that on social media. So the, the app has to take into account all the different preferences and privacy as well as sort of social media, um, um, you know, tendencies that people have. Um, so we knew right away that that was going to be a real Absolutely. It is so funny how, how people are very strongly in one camp or the other about their information, about their, their personal image when used in such a way. So it's great that you yes. are really hypersensitive to that. Absolutely. Well, you have to be for this application. Mm-hmm. So if people want to get involved with the ICO that's happening and or they want to get involved with IPE Labs and download the app, what is the best way to connect? Yes. Yeah, so for U.S. investors, they should go to uh, ManhattanStreetCapital.com and just look on the home page and see prominently displayed um, the Opu Labs offering um, and then um, I think Mark, what you want to mention uh, your uh, your page probably? Sure. Yeah. Well, the main uh, the the home page, the main page, the official page for the ICO is ico.opu.ai, and um, from there you can go either if you, there's a button for U.S. purchasers, you click that, you go to Rod's site, um, and um, if you're not in the U.S., um, then you click register, and uh, you can join from there. It's a fairly easy process. Uh, almost all the countries in the world um, want um, uh, or require, shall we say, someone doing an ICO to check uh, that user's identification, uh, check grant and money laundering um, um, concerns. And, um, and once that's uh, done, uh, then they're able to participate from there. So we're doing that uh, outside the U.S. for all countries, and Rod does that in the, on his site. Yes, and we, we're also doing... 
The, the U.S. investors must be accredited investors, basically wealthy, and so we do that check as well. That's a part of the process that we were describing earlier. But a big part of it is making it easy too. So uh, just because we're following the regulations doesn't mean that it has to be difficult for the investor. So we make it easy. It doesn't have to be a long process. It's a, a short one. Short and painless. <laughs> well, Rod and yeah. Mark, thank you so much for joining us here today on Future Tech Podcast and telling us all about this really exciting app that I'm definitely going to go download and about the ICO and, and your standing, your, your viewpoints on, on that. So thank you so much. Thank you, thank thank you, you very much. much. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, cheers. That cheers. Is, cheers. That is Mark Bookman and Rod Turner. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Future Tech Podcast. This has been Juliet Lamar. We'll catch you guys later. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.